It's the bad boys from Boston, Aerosmith, and a Super Bowl preview, the sequel, tonight on Rocks and Dirt. Welcome to Rocks and Dirt. We're excited to talk about Aerosmith tonight. The, the bad boys from Boston, and we're the good boys from the Tuxedo Cats. I'm Mike. I'm here with Todd. Hey, everybody. And Steve. I thought my get up and go must have got up and went, but I'm back in the saddle again. <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. That's right. We're talking Aerosmith tonight. 50 years in the making now. They're celebrating a half a century. Believe it or don't. Wow. Starting in 1971. Steve, I saw them uh, touring their first album, opening for Ario Speedwagon oh, in wow. Cincinnati, 1973. Dang, first album. And then I saw them again in Dallas in 06 with Motley Crue. Big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's several decades between, uh, but hit after hit in the 70s and 80s, like this one. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, there were really four bands I was really into. First, of course, it was Kiss when I was about nine or ten years old. When I was getting into rock and roll, Kiss, then Van Halen. Came out that same year that I was getting into rock, and then uh, then there was Cheap Trick, Cheap and there Trick. was Aerosmith. And then by the time I got into them, around 1980, there was a uh, Joe Perry just left the band. I didn't know that. And they, the record company put out a Greatest Hits album. He got the band for about five years and came back in the, in the know mid that. 80s. And uh, they, the record company put out a, a red album cover, Aerosmith's Greatest Hits, and I played that over and over and over. And then I started buying the old albums like Get Your Wings and. Rocks and toys in the attic, and I thought, oh wow! So they were part of my big four. Great way to uh, introduce yourself to a band, play the greatest hits, and then start digging deeper after that. Yeah, that's usually how I get into bands. Uh, fifteen albums, fifteen studio albums, that is for Aerosmith, uh, as we mentioned, starting in the early seventies, uh, up through about twenty twelve, I think was their last one, and now they're pretty much just touring. But here's the arguably their biggest song. From the very first album. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it wasn't even a hit until two or three years later after they broke. Yeah, they hadn't, even, hadn't broke out They yet. re-released it as a single, uh, and it was a big hit then, like in 75 or 76. But it came out in 1973. We do this. first album. Talking about doing it Thursday. You know, Mike, I, I just, uh, I always thought that Aerosmith was a lot like the Stones. It's just they've been around for so long, and they've endured all that and never broke up. And then I learned that... Uh, Joe For Perry five years, yeah, Joe Perry and Brad Whitford left the band. They put out an album in 1982 with two other guitar players that kind of looked like Whitford and Perry. Did any of the Stones ever leave and come back? Uh, well, they've had some that left, and nobody came back. Okay, no. <laughs> Aerosmith, they came back for a reunion tour in 1984 called the Back in the Saddle Tour. Then they signed with Geffen Records and had another big hit career in the 80s and 90s. And they a, had a restart. Yeah. But my favorite era is the 70s. That's where they made their, made their mark, uh, certainly – Breakups and former members. I I I, I noted some. Of, I I noticed some of those names. Didn't know that there was three former members of the band. One was like from the very first year. Ray he Tabano. Was, he was he an was, old friend of Stephen Towers from New York that Stephen Tower brought along with him, and he left it. I think he stayed with the band as their like their road manager, or he sold their merchandise, or he was kind of kind of like Ian Stewart with the uh, Rolling Stones. Uh-huh. Uh, Ray Tab- and Brad Whitford replaced Ray Tabano in nineteen. 19- 
71, so he's been with them ever since, except for those few years in the 80s. But they came back in the 80s. So what do we got here? 1974. Same old song and dance. Forget Your Wings, their second album. This is on the Greatest Hits album, too, a shorter version. It's shuffled. Where were you in 1974? I was... I was in kindergarten. <laughs> wherever you are, where, wherever you are when you're eight, <laughs> second grade. But I didn't discover until I was about twelve. There you go. This is Aerosmith uh, putting out an album a year during the '70s, pretty much, uh, you could say, and then, uh, and then a few in the '80s. Yeah, a couple in the. That's some big ones in the '80s and '90s yeah. too. But again, my favorites the, the '70s. Yeah. Now, by the time I saw them in 06, um, they were they were raunchy, they were rocking, but they were vulgar. You know, oh really? By that time, I was a little bit. I over, saw them in 04. Over that, you know, it was like, okay, we got the F word. Yeah, Stephen Tower's pretty. We've heard raunchy it now. on stage, <laughs> but they they still play a lot of their old uh, classic deep cuts from their old albums, which yeah. is cool. Even now, yeah, when they were touring, and, and that's that's smart. And the hits. They play still play the hits because you know they're tired of Dream On. You know they're tired yeah. of, of all this. This train but kept you, it rolling. You got to play the hits from Get Your Wings. It's a it's a remake of an old song, one of the first rock and roll songs from the fifties by I think the Burnett Brothers. But the Yardbirds did a cool version in the, in the uh, with Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck, I guess. And this is more of the Yardbirds version that Aerosmith covered. Groove. Aerosmith has lady. been called the greatest American rock and roll band, uh, from what I read on Wikipedia. So somebody thinks so. They're probably my favorite, them and Cheap Trick. I would think. Yeah, we need to talk about Cheap Trick sometime. I saw Cheap Trick with Aerosmith in 2004, and both bands had the original lineups. Ah, uh, this is their breakthrough album, 1975. Toys in the Attic. The title cut, Toys in the Attic. That's rock and there. Cool. Isn't that cool? Steve, you talked about the, the breakup. Uh, Steven Tyler said to have, uh, quote, you ha- you should have felt the buzz the moment that all five of us got together in the same room for the first time again. We all started laughing. It was like the five years had never passed. We knew we made the right move after being apart for five years. Uh, yeah. And they put out another album with two other guys, two, replacing both. They looked kind of like Bro- Joe Perry and Brad Whitford, but yeah. it wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Rock and a hard place, but... I'm glad Joe Perry and Brad Whitford came back. And they've been back with him ever since. Well, this was, uh, I think we already played this, but it was Toys in the Attic, 75, that same album. This is Walk This Way. That, that, this is the hit, one of the hits from Toys in the Attic. Big hit. It was a hit single, yeah. All right, hang on. Now, did we get around to this? Oh, uh, yeah, we do this one. I love this bass intro. I love playing it. It's kind of a signature bass. It's hard to play right. If you play it a little bit different, it's not going to sound right. So it's I try to sing it. Talk box. Tom Hamilton, the bass player, he wrote the music to this song. Tyra wrote the lyrics. Joe Perry writes most of the music. But Stephen Tyra writes some songs by himself, too. He's going to piano yeah. songs like Dream On. Yeah. One of the best front men in uh, rock. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's 70. He's 72. And he's still hitting all those notes. He's, yeah, he's crazy. Still doing the scream and dream on in the same key. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. That, 72. 
Now, speaking of Steve Tyler, 10 years ago, he did that American Idol appearance where he was one of the judges on American Idol. Oh, I forgot about that. 10 years ago, and I'll never forget uh, my mom, God rest her soul, she, she liked American Idol, and she asked me, who is that long-haired guy, one of the judges? The, I said, that's Steve Tyler. He's from the group Aerosmith. I like him. He's He's funny. Really? She, my mom liked Stephen. He didn't scare her. <laughs> I thought he was freaky. Well, she thought he was freaky looking, but, she, yeah. but so she was kind of taken aback at first. His real name's Stephen Tallarico, by the way. He shortened it to Tyler. Really? He's yeah, he's, Ital- he's half Italian. Tallarico. Okay, you guys ready to move up to 1976? Oh yeah, my favorite rocks. The Fob to Toys and Attic. This is one of the best rock albums of all time. It rocks. No pun intended. Back in the saddle game. They usually open with this, I think, still, where it builds up and it comes in. And Joe Perry's playing a six string bass on this. A Fender six string bass. Famous Steve Tyler screen. And Mike, these albums were produced by Jack Douglas, who's also known for. Producing with the Beatles, John it? Lennon's last album, yes. uh, Double Fantasy. But he produced these three, four, Aeros- five Aerosmith great albums in the seventies, like Rocks. Yeah, Last Child. Well, I listen to these songs, and over the years, I've played a bunch of these, just in rock bands as a kid. I love to play some of the deeper cuts. And uh, I, we played this one. I think Brad Whitford wrote the music to this instead of Joe Perry. See, Aerosmith could be funky, too. This is funky. Yeah. Like the Meters. They said this is influenced by the Meters, the New Orleans funk band. See, a lot of hard rock bands aren't really that funky. But these guys are. Were. Can we identify Joe Perry's harmony style? He kind of leans into to the Steve mock, Perry like and Keith Richards, and he yeah, does like a, a, a like a third below him or something. It's got yeah, he usually sings lower. Yeah, and it's just kind of a moan. He sings lead every now and then on some songs, yeah, uh, but not on these albums. He sings the song like combination. That. Actually, it's him and Tyler harmonizing the whole song, and yeah. Bright Light Fright on Draw the Line. But yeah, he just maybe one song of an yeah. album. Rats in the Cellar. This is great. Get it, Toys in the Attic. Rats in the Cellar. The next album. They were at the top of the house, not to the bottom of the house. That's the simplest. <laughs> Similar to the groove, kind of fast. It's got a great ending, just like like it won't get fooled again type of ending. Yeah. It's not. Harmonica solo on here, too. I forgot about the song. I haven't heard this in a long time. There's the harmonies. Get Joe Perry singing the lower harmonies. There's a lot of sounds going on. I just noticed that listening to the headphones. It's very busy. On this album, there's a lot of production stuff going on yeah. in the background. I never noticed that until I listened to this on headphones. A lot of production. Jack, Jack Douglas, one of the great rock producers. There's a little harmonica. Baby. Well, I hate to admit it, but I've never heard this. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I envy you. I wish I heard this for the first time. Never I love this album. It. It's a deeper cut, but I love it. Every yeah. song on this album is great. It doesn't stop. 
Uh, well, they're all deep cuts because I don't see any of these being the big hits that we're used to hearing. Back of the saddle, kind but of. But it's your favorite album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the fair warning. It's the fair. It probably sold as well as Toys in the Attic. Maybe not quite as much, but it was a. And this is most critically acclaimed because the next album they. Uh, it's like Van Halen's "Women and Children First. It's yeah, not, it's not the one that everybody knows, but it's awesome. It's yeah, exactly. That's it, there. You go. And it was the third album of that series. Uh, Get your wings to the fourth album. The third. Reminiscing with some Aerosmith tonight on Rocks and Dirt. Got a couple more. This is the 80s. This is uh, from Pump. Love in an Elevator. MTV era. Still rocks. Again, interesting harmonies. Yeah. On On the chorus. Cool bass sound, or distorted driving bass sound. And again, I prefer the 70s era. So these 80s era stuff were really well produced also. MTV era. Big sound, yeah. I like the Pump album. That was, I thought it was good. Okay, I don't know if we're going forward or backward, but listen to this. Yeah, that was the album before Pump. 1987. What is this? Uh, what is this? Ragdoll. Ragdoll. Live it in a movie. <laughs> Some slide guitar. Joe Perry. This was a hit off Permanent Vacation. Now, Steve, how does Joe Perry play that rhythm guitar and slide at the same time? Well, that's time? Brad Woodford on rhythm guitar. I thought he had a loop pedal. They're one of the best two guitar bands. Brad Woodford plays lead every now and then, but... Joe Perry usually plays a slide. I have a Joe Perry slide. A boneyard slide made by Dunlop. Ceramic. Oh, it's porcelain. That's pretty cool. It's got Joe Perry's signature on it. Walt Disney World in uh, in Florida has the rock and roller coaster. It's Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster. It plays Aerosmith. Oh, I heard about that. Where yeah. You want. yeah, I've been in on Florida? it se- several times, yeah. It's 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 worth it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool concept. That's cool. This is a big hit. Co-written with Desmond Child. He started writing, helped him write some of the songs in the 80s. That's some hits. And horns and stuff. Yeah. Some of the Stones thing, maybe Rolling Stones. They had horns and some of the yeah. songs. Kind of got that vibe. Stones influence. They got compared to the Stones a lot at the beginning because of Stephen Tyler's lips, his appearance, and Joe Perry kind of looked like Richards, yeah. you know. But they, did, they didn't really sound, except for this, I thought they sounded more like the the Yardbirds or the, the offshoots of the Yardbirds, like the Jeff Beck group or Led Zeppelin. The Stones were called the Glimmer Twins. These guys were called the Toxic, the toxic Twins. twins. Oh, Not for good awesome. reason. <laughs> enough of that. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl in just a minute, but... Uh, Aerosmith played in the Super Bowl back in 2003. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, That's when Tampa Bay won the World Series. And and I'm mean, at World Series, the Super Bowl. The Washington, D.C. And right we'll get to more of that in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. When we get to the other side. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> this is a cool video where Stephen Tower shuts his eyes, but he's got some makeup on his eyelids. Look like other eyes. <laughs> like Johnny Depp. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I guess where we got the idea. 
Oh, Johnny Depp's good friends with Joe Perry, too. He, they have a band together or something. Cool thing about Joe is he knows how to play the guitar. That was a stab at Johnny Depp. <laughs> actually, Joe Perry says in his books that Johnny Depp's actually a pretty good guitar player. But he maybe just saying that to their friends. Yeah. Oh, when Johnny Depp writes the for the foreword in uh, Joe Perry's book about how he's been a big fan of those when he was a kid and all that. Want to play guitar to Joe Perry? Well, Fifty years of Aerosmith is a lot of ground to cover, and so uh, we spend a little time on that because they're definitely worthy of, of a look. Perhaps uh, you've had some memory lane yourself as you listen to some of these big hits and phased cookies. Wait, that's the Stones. Uh, yeah. I see what you do there. <laughs> More hot rocks. <laughs> but uh, Aerosmith, one of our favorite bands for sure, and uh, we'll feature a little bit of that uh, in the Tuxedo Cats. Uh, by the way, Tuxedo Cats will be at the Crazy Cajun again uh, this Thursday night on, well, I don't know what night that is. It's Thursday, but I don't remember the date. Uh, so you can check that last Thursday in January. In, in January 28th. Okay. Uh, as we are each Thursday or most Thursdays anyway 6.30 and then another thing if you enjoy the podcast we certainly hope you do even if you don't we hope you do we'd like you uh, to consider supporting the podcast we'd appreciate that very much these productions aren't free and your help is needed so would you consider being a rocks and dirt sponsor boy how'd that look on your resume huh if you'd like to be a rocks and dirt sponsor we would appreciate that eventuality uh, you can contact us with any kind of requests or, or any kind of uh, suggestions. Uh, complaints go straight to Todd at Todd at the TuxedoCats.com. That's Todd at the TuxedoCats.com. Now, if you'd like to specifically make a, a, a contribution and support the podcast, PayPal.me forward slash TuxCats. Venmo is uh, TuxCats. Did I get oh, yeah. that right? Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very good. And we we would appreciate your uh, teaming up with us and being a part of the Rocks and Dirt family. Mm, thank you. And, and yeah, please uh, come see us at uh, Crazy Cajun on Thursday. We've been doing these uh, uh, what would you call them? tributes tributes for the last three months. Ever since the passing of Eddie Van Halen, we 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 had to do a tribute to Eddie Van Halen, the Van Halen. And we thought, what a great idea! Let's just do that every week. Well, we're gonna we're gonna coast for a couple of weeks. We're gonna take the best of those uh, that the guys in the band like and if if there were any that you liked you can uh, text us or excuse me email at uh, todd at the tuxedo cats.com let us know if you know my if you know my phone number you just shoot me a text whatever anyway it's gonna be fun and then on friday night we're gonna be over at the back porch in kilgore again we're gonna bring uh scotty and tm in we're gonna do the full band thing over there and uh looking forward to a good time over there always have a blast in kilgore so we look forward to seeing you there thetuxedocats.com for all the schedules and all the info and the fun that you need related to Tuxedo Cats. Now, the Super Bowl is coming. It's back. Super Bowl, what is it, 55? 55. Yeah, Super Bowl 55 on Sunday, 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 February the 7th, 2021. The Bucks, Tom Brady, 43 years old, versus the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, about half that. Uh, East Texas <laughs> loves Mahomes. He's going back. Uh, but uh, as an old guy, I tend to root for the old guys. So uh, I'd love to see Tom Brady win his his what seventh Super It'll Bowl. It'll be his seventh Super Bowl. This is the tenth, if he wins. This will be the tenth Super Bowl he's been in. So he's played for this is I think his twenty first season. He's played in the Super Bowl for 
about half of those seasons. Nobody's, yeah. Nobody does that. Yeah. And he's still, I'm still good health. For Mahomes and the Chiefs, though. I think you're in the majority there yeah. in East Texas. Uh, what do you call Pat Mahomes? Uh, the half a billion dollar man. Half a billion dollar man. And, uh, we, you know, we want to see him earn that half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Now, he went down a couple weeks ago. It was a little bit of a scare, wasn't it? What did you say that time? You said, if I only had... Do you remember what you said? If I only had... Uh, half of that. Or I could, <laughs> if you only I could, had half of his talent, I would yeah, be... I'd still be making a quarter of a million. <laughs> yeah. I could throw a... <laughs> I could throw the ball 10 yards. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd last about one play. That's how long I would. Oh, this is the first uh, The first time a Super Bowl will be played. Uh, a team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will be playing the Super Bowl at their home stadium. That's never happened before in 55, you know, 55 Super Bowls. They were going to play there anyway. That's right. Fair. It was already planned to play there anyway. It happens to be their, their team. And, yeah, so. nobody expected. I, I picked the Packers, in the, the Packers and the Chiefs to go. Yeah. And I was wrong on that. Tom Brady and their defense. I think their defense probably won that game for them against Green Bay. In Green Bay, it was 20-something degrees, which is kind of warm for Green Bay in January. And Tampa Bay won won the game in their defense. Mike, when yeah. he when he does co-sale, that is the highlight of the sports section I, for I me. Was just thinking, uh, I wish you would just do co-sale the whole time. I had two minutes into the sports section before he Good evening, everybody. I was under. I was over. <laughs> yeah. That ballet of – Brutes or something. I don't know yeah. what he's doing. Gargantuans. <laughs> but. Well, you were saying uh, uh, Mahomes got hurt. Is that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, wasn't apparently wasn't yeah, t- well, serious, but they put a scare in him. It looked like he, his head didn't actually hit the ground, but they were do- going through concussion protocol because he was kind of, he had a hard time getting back up. But then he, he jogged to the, the tent thing that they check out, check you out for a concussion, and he, he looked okay, but. They still went through all the concussion protocol, just, and he was only cleared to play, uh, I don't know, Thursday or Friday before the game. And they were more worried about his turf toe. I think he's got some kind of toe injury that's been kind of happening. But he looked fine yesterday, uh, last night. He, so if he wins, his uh, Kansas City Chiefs win, that'll be two in a row. The first time somebody's done that since Tom Brady and the New England Patriots yeah. back in 2003 and 2004, I think. So this is uh, arguably the two best teams. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, right now Tampa Bay, uh, well, they, they beat the Saints and the, and the Packers who were on the road who were highly uh, more high, higher seated, yeah, and, and favored. But and Tampa Bay had a Tom Brady still threw three interceptions yesterday. I think it was the defense that pretty much won the game for him. But but Tom Brady's back and he uh, they lost I think five games in a row this year. They had a rough spot, but they started getting hot at the right time, just like in baseball. You know, yeah. the team gets hot at the right time. Yeah, you got to be. Hot and at the end. they won three straight playoff games on the road, and uh, now they're, they'll be home for the Super Bowl, which is strange. Yeah, Tom Brady at forty three. Wow. Yeah, what were you doing at forty three? I was sleeping. I think I was playing with the tuxedo cats. I, was a, I just started playing with the decisions. tuxedo cats. In 2011. Um, uh, how long has it been since the, uh, uh, the pa- uh, Patriots? Uh, well, they just won it two years ago when he when Tom Brady was with them. Uh, yeah, uh, when Tom Brady they, they beat the Rams. Oh, and the the uh, the Chiefs in Patrick Mahomes' first starting season were very close to beating the Patriots in their championship game. So it could have been the Chiefs beating the Rams. Or the Chiefs being the Saints, the Saints should have won that game, but you know the refs. It's that's a, that's two years ago. It's a long story. Uh, but yeah, it's only been two years since since Tom Brady's won a Super Bowl or been in a Super Bowl. With a diff- it was with the, the Patriots. Two years uh, ago, yeah. So you see how He's much back. how much I pay attention to the football. But, just uh, need, yeah, we just you just need to be to reminded. You, know, yeah. Yeah. you were here. You remember. 
I should get a participation trophy. <laughs> you probably could. So Patrick Mahomes could have been in the in the Super Bowl three straight years. This could be his third year, except the Patriots beat them in the championship with Tom yeah. Brady uh, two years ago. Barely, it was it was really close. I think. Well, well this is good for the for the advertising, the marketing. We've got two big premier. Oh, yeah. Uh, quarterbacks, the goat versus the young gun. Goat could, being the be greatest of all goat. time, they say. Uh, he's got the he's got the stats to show it. He's got the Super Bowl yeah. rings, and I don't know who's. And did he ever make a half a billion dollars? <laughs> I don't no, know. He, he started taking pay cuts so the Patriots could get more people under the salary cap, so their team could stay. Now, isn't that a nice <laughs> young man? Yeah. That would do that. He was still making a. He was doing okay. Yeah. Fine. How do you do? But Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Never played the game. Who was born four months after I died, but even I'd still heard of him. He's that good. <laughs> so it looks like the Chiefs this is are a, so. a three-point favorite. Is that right? Three points. I believe so. Chiefs yeah. Favorite. So it's yeah. going to be. A, it, it should be a close even match. Tampa Bay is the home team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Tom Brady. It don't don't bet against him. The guy no, just comes I mean, after last night. Just comes to, to, so the next time, uh, count him out. Next time we speak to you, it'll be the day after the Super Bowl. I think. And so we'll be able to uh, wrap up and and uh, see see how it all went. Uh, final question: If the plural of thief is thieves, and the plural of belief is believes, would the plural of chiefs be the chiefs? Uh, I'm going to leave you with that as we wrap Chief up. On. <laughs> we wrap up this episode on. of Rocks. Depends and on what dirt. they achieve. <laughs> Hello again, everyone. It's good to have you with us for this event. It figures to be an exceptional one, one that doesn't need any build-up. The rest of Monday night is given over to those gargantuan goliaths of the gridiron for that bouncing behemoth ballet known better as professional football. <laughs> there you go, bouncing behemoth. That's a great way to wrap up this episode of the Poetry Rock. of the late Howard Cosell. We hope that if you'd like to contact us, Todd, at the thetuxedocats.com, we would love to have you a part of the rocks and dirt team if you'd like to support uh, this endeavor we would appreciate that very much todd at the tuxedocats.com come see us at, at any of the gigs you can see those on the website uh, for all of us for todd and steve i'm mike lois i'm coming home to see you until next time bye bye, bye. one two three all right